time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. everybody and welcome to the gore more podcast this is your host with the motherfucking most tj bowser and joining me as always is your dark lord of knowledge chad chrisman Feliz Navidad, bitches. And Big Johnny D. Ho, 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 Gore. And the yeah. Killing Machine ho, himself. Ho, 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 Gorehound. <laughs> I'm stroking out, too. And the Killing Machine himself, Bobby Amon. Shitter is full, everybody. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost Christmas. It's almost Christmas. It's November 23rd, 2019. December. Oh, fuck me. December. <laughs> Christmas is coming, guys. It's November. We're fucking months. Oh, we got plenty of shopping time then. We're good. It's not even Thanksgiving yet. Oh, yeah. thank God. So <laughs> don't do that to me. We got 1974's Black Christmas for you today. But first, it's time for the Sad Life. Big Jenny D, what did you do? Oh, not much. Just uh, prep for obviously the big holiday. I'm sure as much as most of us have. By um, that, you mean Festivus. <laughs> or the rest of us. I got, bo- I got bones to pick with the rest of you. <laughs> oh, that's how we're going to start. With, what was it? The uh, the airing of grievances. <laughs> And then Johnny, uh, go gonna, for it. I'm going to take on Bobby with the uh, the feats of strength after the fact. Yeah, it's not over till somebody pins Bobby. That's right. <laughs> Do it. I dare you to. You got to take your shirts off. Um, right, see you later. That's a nice silver pole, by the way, there, Chad. Thank uh, you. It's aluminum. <laughs> that's not a pole. That's uh, no, but just did uh, you know last minute Christmas shopping bullshit like that. Um, had the family uh one of the first christmases we did this weekend uh with my wife's side uh that was nice small quick over <laughs> um so and then excited. sunday i yeah sunday i had a fucking nice lazy day uh pretty much played the switch and resident evil 7 all day um other than that just got on christmas vacation as of today so woo fuck yeah, yeah party. celebrate Got my eggnog flowing right now. Uh, fuck it. Bobby, how was your week, buddy? Uh, it was a great weekend. Uh, me and my friends, we had a little Christmas party on Saturday into, well, basically into Sunday, I should say. So there was a lot of uh, airing of grievances and giving gifts, as always. <laughs> and then, <laughs> What kind of gifts? Oh, you know, the good kind. Uh, the ones that just keep on giving. Ooh. The best kind. <laughs> Don't get your hopes up over there, all right? <laughs> And then Sunday was a chill day. We went and saw Star Wars, which was wonderful just for anybody. For I thought it was. I'm sure everybody else has their own opinion. And just like John over there, I had to do some last-minute Christmas shopping, and the fucking malls were packed. Mm-hmm. I was, I, but I had to, and I had no choice. But I was in and out in 15 minutes. It took me an hour. Isn't that lovely? And <laughs> And just like Johnny, I am having eggnog, too, so... 
Yuletide, everybody. Drink up. Down, Jen, how was your week, buddy? Go for oh, it. My week was all right. I used up my last couple of uh, sick days. I wanted to use those up before I lost them, so I gave myself a nice four-day weekend. Oh, fuck nice. yeah. Wonderful. Just relaxed. Oh, yeah. Just relaxed. Played some more Spider-Man. I did nothing. I did get my Christmas shopping for the wife finished, so that's the last of it. No more Christmas shopping. And like uh, like Bobby, I saw Star Wars yesterday. Fucking amazing. Absolutely. Ten million times better than fucking Last Jedi, which sucked balls. I don't care what anybody else thinks. It was terrible. <laughs> I hated Last Jedi. But uh, I yeah, had no that was, option on it. But uh, yeah, that was it. I, I took my dad to see Star Wars because uh, he's the one that got me started in Star Wars in the first place. So I thought it was fitting to take him to finish the saga. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I honestly hope they'd leave that part of the saga alone now. I, I so, would say probably, yeah. Would you both say you would go back and see it again in the theaters? Oh, without I'll, be see- I'll be seeing it at least two more times because my cousin likes it and my uncle. So we'll be seeing it again. Nice, nice. TJ, my man, how was your week, brother? Hi. Uh, <laughs> hi, TJ. It was uneventful. Lots of work as per usual. Friday, as you know, oh no, Thursday, we had a little tussle with the articles of impeachment within Dubak. Uh, that was always fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm near the drink, I'll be back. Um. <laughs> Hall of Heroes sucks. Anyway. <laughs> what's hall of heroes i i only, re- I only know hall of zeros zero you know you know we, we did say this was festivus let it all out right now. <laughs> there the grievances air the grievances okay but uh saturday i did not a podcast we hung out with what was yesterday okay saturday i don't i, I think i did dick i think i just laid in bed all day Ooh. sunday i visited family and i recorded a po- podcast with jacques haitkin who worked on films such as Captain America Civil War, Black Panther, a uh, whole bunch of other fucking movies. I can't even remember. Awesome. Winter Soldier, I think. But Ooh. also did Nightmare on Elm Street 1 and 2, amongst other things. So we talked about a couple films, and the guy's crazy knowledgeable, and he loves lenses. He has a fixation on lenses. I mean, he's a cinematographer, Ooh. so of course he does. And he's really into digital effects. Go figure. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Who knew? He was very pro digital effects. But other than that, it was really fun. And then, you know, this morning, just kind of lounged around, cleaned up the house a little bit, worked on an upcoming cosplay project that I have yet to announce, codenamed Project Burlap. It is nice. coming along <clears throat> very nicely. I uh, did the overalls today. You guys will see pictures of that on social media. If you actually can actually see any of my photos. Yeah. Might not work. Hit me up on Instagram. TJ Bowser. Anyway, moving on to the motherfucking show. So I would just like to note that this is our 64th episode. And being right before Christmas, I'd like to just give an honorable mention to one of the best Christmas up Christmas videos out there of all time, the N64 kid. You know, it has nothing to do with anything besides 64 being the common denominator. <laughs> but I was just like, ooh, Christmas 64. Not to mention it. 
That was a segue but, into a sidebar. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I wish I, I should have told you ahead of time to put that shit on the soundboard, but that'll be fine. That'll be fine. Anyway, so, by the way, I Chad's just wanna, oh, Chad, th- not just it. And I picked this not even knowing this ahead of time because this is this is actually the first time I saw this. And really? we are actually celebrating the 45th anniversary of Black Christmas. Yes, we are. And we're just a couple days past the release of it. So happy birthday to Black Christmas. Nice. Round of applause. Woohoo! Dick smacking in the table. (laughs) Now's not the time. Oh, my. It's always the time. Always the time. So do you guys want to get into the review? Yeah, of course. Well, yeah. either that, either, I mean, that or we're gonna, either that or we're going to talk about something else. Okay, so this <laughs> week's film is 1974's Black Christmas, directed by Bob Clark, written by a Roy Moore, produced by Bob Clark, starring Olivia Hussey. Hussey, what are you doing today? Sucking back Hussey spit. As Jess Bradford, <clears throat> Kira Dula as Peter Smythe, Margot Kidder as Barbara Barb Cord, John Most Saxon as Lieutenant... Kenneth Fuller, Marion Waldman as Mrs. McHenry, Andrea Martin as Phyllis Carlson, James Edmond as Mr. Harrison, not to be confused with Garrison, Douglas McGrath. You go to hell. You go to hell and you die. (laughs) I was waiting for it. What is five times six? Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Just give it to me a shot. (laughs) Arthur Hendel as Chris Hayden, Lynn Griffin as Claire Harrison. Music by Carl Zeritter. Yes, I'm saying that right. Cinematography yeah. by <laughs> Reginald Morris. Edited by Stan Cole. Distributed by Warner Brothers. Released December 20th, 1974. Runtime of 98 minutes. That's minutes in Spanish. Don't fact check that. I do not believe it is. <laughs> 620,000 grossed 4 million. It's a banger. Here's a quick trailer for 1974's Black Christmas. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Silent night. Evil night. short one because the other one was four minutes and we don't have time for that and oh, I, four I, minute I went, trailer what yeah. the fuck I want to point out that that is the original title when it was released in America but it didn't test over so well so they changed it to Black Christmas that is in my notes okay so that was the yeah. trailer for the Silent Night Evil Night it's the same movie yeah that's what it was originally released dope so there's a so technically there's Silent Night Evil Night Silent Night Deadly Night Silent, and Silent Night, Night Bloody, Bloody Night, Night. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've, there's somewhere there's something else I'm missing here. Just yeah, silent. There's the, night. There's the comedy in there. Oh, that's awesome. That's fucking Whatever. crazy. Whatever works. 
So Who's uh, doing the plot rundown? The run, 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 run. I'll take that if you guys want. Okay, yeah, John, take it away. Woo, go for it. By the reins. All right. Dear balls. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's time for Christmas break, and the sorority sisters make plans for the holidays. With strange anonymous phone calls. Billy! Getting to I may like that pussy. <laughs> I like the pig squealing myself. Are we getting to put them on edge? When Claire disappears, they contact the police, who don't express much concern. And also, the one at the desk is an idiot. He was. <laughs> Honorable mention. Meanwhile, Jess is planning to get an abortion, but boyfriend, but the boyfriend Peter. Is very much against it, being also 1974. The police finally begin to get concerned when a 13-year-old girl is found dead in the park. Then they set up a wiretap to the sorority house. But will they be in time to prevent the soror- another sorority girl problem? Dun, 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 dun. Short, an- <laughs> Short answer, no. Nope. So... What's the long answer? Um, oh, the movie. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> has, has everybody else seen this before? Yes, I've watched okay, it. Besides Chad? B- bits and pieces, this was the first full run through for me. <laughs> All right, so I'm interested in Bobby and Chad's taste. This, this was the first time. <laughs> yes, sure. I think you're safe. Go, okay. don't, don't lean back. You're going to fall out of your damn chair again. <laughs> Ooh, and that'll be, and that'll, be the, that'll be for the blooper episode we have next year. How much have you had to drink before we got here? None. Oh, None. Shit, so that's your first one. That's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, this was my first viewing. I actually was really impressed by it. This uh, it's basically the kind of the first real official slasher movie. Came out the same year as Texas Chainsaw. That was me rewinding. Came out the same year as Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So I'd say this and that have that slasher film kind of the first. Then you could also add the tag. It's also the first holiday themed. Yes, that's that's actually in my notes. (laughs) uh, Joe Bob told me that uh, Bob Clark told a John Carpenter that the sequel idea for Black Christmas was that a year later, Billy would escape from the mental hospital and go back and kill the, the sorority sisters. Mm. Interesting. But <clears throat> Billy was never caught. Actually, so wait, I remember break hearing, out? actually wait, I remember hearing that, yeah. Well, th- that's what the thing is. Billy would be in a mental hospital, and a year later, he'd break out and go after the sisters again. That's what the sequel okay. was. That's what Joe Bob said on the Red hmm. Christmas special. And he said that to John Carpenter, and some believe that that's how the idea of Halloween Halloween came to be. No shit. Hmm. Yes, I'm sure there's definitely a connection somewhere, no matter how big or small it is, and that's probably it. So, and I feel like you know, for anybody who has seen this, and for the people who haven't, um, Halloween gets mad cred, and obviously it is well deserved. However, this movie did come out well beforehand. And I would like, I would think that even like John Carpenter must have seen this. And even though if he took some thing, some things from this movie, he did them better for his the own. POV shot. Come on, yes. man. Correct. <clears throat> That's for like sure. The fisheye engine shit. That was cool. You know, it brought you right in. Um, but they didn't really do much else with it after like the first 10 minutes or so. I felt no. 
and this being my first official like full run through of the movie, um, as I watched it, now this being the same guy who t- uh, nine years later would direct A Christmas Story, I actually see <laughs> elements of, I literally see camera elements of A Christmas Story in this, and yet that came after, Okay, but you which, can't, I, which I found interesting. You can't also forget that Porky's was sandwiched in between those two. Yeah. So it, it was interesting. And, and it was a wonderful movie to watch. I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. It, and it was definitely, I would say for its time, since it being, like John said, the first holiday movie, was definitely innovative, but I feel there could have been more. But this was also the 70s, and still a great movie, but you get what I mean. Well, yes, there could have been more, but he actually was trying to be a bit more subtle with like the kills and everything. He wanted it to, the stuff you didn't see, to be more scary than the stuff that you did see. Yeah, this was definitely more of a mix. It was a good mix of slasher to murder mystery who who done it. And you never find out. Yeah, that I was going to say wow. you know, it could be considered a who done it, but you never find out. You you do and you don't. Yeah, there's a there, there's a big gap there. A well, that's a gap. that's a source of content with a lot of people that just view the movie because and I mean, you know, obviously really diving into this. It I never personally perceive this as a whodunit. Like, yeah, I know they tried playing it off, but it's like, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like they already kind of gave it away well too early to, like, really get you invested into, like, the potential. Like, oh, well, it could be this other guy. But that was just my take. Bless you, whoever that was. (laughs) (laughs) Sad part is the door's closed. (laughs) Loudest, (laughs) loudest sneeze ever. (laughs) Bless you, mom. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, that's cool. Man. But it, I don't know. Like the fact that you already see him like break into the house right in the beginning and stuff like that. Like, yeah, you know, they, they try to set it up for that boyfriend. But I just. I don't know. I feel like it never really set it up good enough for me to believe it. Yeah, I think that was I, a pretty maybe a little too obvious red herring there that you kind of knew it wasn't going to be him. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's uh, totally understandable because it's just like, no, no, that just doesn't work like that anymore. But like I said before, how the hell did he know at the end of the movie to look for his girlfriend in the basement of the sorority house? And what was he doing going around the house to begin with? Yeah. Well, he's like, it's almost like he snapped at the very end, too, like just full out. But he probably did. He probably did. Right, I mean, he destroyed his piano and shit like that. Yeah, he was like, he was pissed off that she was going to get an abortion without his approval. <laughs> so, which also brings me to the fact, and it's like, this might be like, <laughs> really looking through the lines and shit like that, but how do you like all the, like, this, this is a super anti-Christmas movie. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. you know, obviously Christmas being the natural conception of Jesus, well, this one's about like, nope, fuck that, we're getting aborted. On the fact that the dude sneaking into your house, he's not leaving presents. He's fucking killing everybody off one at a time. So, like... That is a lovely evening, isn't it? Right. And a very good observation, I might add. I didn't pick up on on that. Yeah, it's... um, Like I said, it might be looking a little bit too much into it. Maybe I'm just seeing shit that's not there, but... 
Well, no, know, if, that, you, if you if you think about it, you're not wrong. Exactly. Right. I mean, you got Santa so Claus who's, all, who's sneaking into people's houses, but then this guy obviously sneaks in, and he's always up in the attic, up in the roof, essentially, always coming down, doing his thing one at a time. And then obviously the whole, I mean, the abortion thing seemed kind of more like a side story, like halfway through the movie. It was. Like it, it was. It was literally just thrown into the mix just to give those two characters something to talk about aside from the murders. Right. Well, I think that, that's I in, think that it, I, it, I did find that out in my research last night. And they probably they probably wanted to give the reason to the boyfriend as to why would he be that suspect. Right. So that was that was the main thing for that I think as well. TJ, looks delicious. Hi. TJ, <laughs> <laughs> TJ, care to chime in here, boss? <laughs> I know I'm just waiting for you guys to proceed with the show just Chiming in on your little thing there. Well, I would like your uh, your quick little take on it, man. Okay, yeah, you're so the do back daddy. As a guy that loves Jallo films, I know that this isn't one of the first. Well, I know this is one of the first slasher films, I'm, and this is Canadian, correct? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. so this isn't even an American slasher film. We're not even there yet. Uh, I was switching covers for my Black Christmas. Oh, yeah, I got I got I got to do that too. <laughs> yes. Oh, you go back to the original cover. Yes. So I love this film for what it is. I love the ambition there. I love the POV shots. I love the story of this film. I love the intensity of the kills in this film. I love the Billy character as a whole. I like each and every one of those sisters. Really can't say anything bad about this movie. The ending is iconic. The call is coming from inside the house. Iconic. The whole fucking movie is just like a perfect slasher and a perfect Christmas movie. It's it's fucking awesome. But it's anyway, wonderful. anyway, yes, uh, I really like to know some behind the scenes stuff on this because Ooh. it's so such a interesting movie. And yes, there's remakes. And Chad and I, we should probably talk about these now. Get these out of the way. They are nothing like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the remake no. and what, what was the second remake? The new one, first one, first one, first one was 2006, 2006 garbage, new one, SJW feminist fueled thing. I don't know. It's it's strange. The newest remake is so far removed from Black Christmas that everybody's saying they shouldn't have even called it Black Christmas. Bingo. Yeah. Which I feel like we were all saying right from the get go when they first fucking dropped the whole idea of it. Right. I mean, they dropped a trailer and we were just like, what? No, the trailer looked decent when it first came out once more of it started to get revealed it was like oh no 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 i don't know man the fact that this movie is actually making the 2009 or 2006 whatever the fuck it is it actually makes that one seem better just because of how bad it is that's pretty like that's pretty sad <laughs> have you guys yeah. seen the remake one at all i no. haven't seen either no. one of them Dude, and, I, and, I'm not, and I'm not gonna. I don't want to. <laughs> so the first time I ever watched, like, this was back in Blockbuster days when they just started doing their rental, like, because Netflix just came out. And I got uh, both Black Christmases at the same time. So I watched the first one for the first time. Fucking loved it. I was like, oh, my God, that was an amazing slasher. I can't believe I've never fucking known about that. Let's <laughs> see how the remake is. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's all I could fucking say on that piece of shit. 
I just wish <laughs> everybody. Fucking... I just wish all the listeners could have seen the facial expression you made when you made that noise. <laughs> uh, it was fucking yeah. terrible. What your face or the movie? Both. Both. Ooh, daddy. <laughs> His face looked like Bobby just went in dry. Oh. Once again, don't. It's a little. It's a little. It's a little different than that. <laughs> <laughs> But we're not gonna get to that. This is Christmas time. Children are listening. No, they're not. <laughs> I fuck sure off. fuck hope not. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Keep going, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you want to do the behind the scenes, or you want to discuss a little bit more? Behind the no, scenes. Behind the scenes. Let's let's get some little facts on this. All righty. According to director Bob Clark. The original script for the film featured murder scenes that were more graphic. Clark, however, felt that it would be more effective if the murders were toned down and kept subtle on screen. And writer Roy, Roy Moore liked the idea as well. Uh, the original title of the film script was Stop Me. It was director Bob Clark who came up with the title Black Christmas, saying he liked the irony of something dark occurring during such a festive holiday. Ah! Mmm. <laughs> In 1986, Olivia Hussey met producers for the film Roxanne Huss. since they were interested in casting her for the title role, which I think went to Daryl Hannah. If I remember correctly, is that who was in Roxanne? Do anybody remember? Anyway, so, uh, the, so Roxanne <laughs> co-star Steve Martin. <laughs> yes, that Steve Martin uh, met her and said, oh, my God, Olivia, you're in one of my favorite films of all time. She thought it was Romeo and Juliet that she'd made in 1968. She was surprised to find out it was actually Black Christmas. Steve Martin claimed he'd seen it in around 27 times. Damn. Man's got, wow. Man's got more to him than comedy, I gotta tell you. This one you guys are gonna love. NBC scheduled this film for its primetime network debut on January 28th, 1978, under the title Stranger in the House. On January 15th, 1978, two female students at Florida State University were murdered by an assailant who broke into the sorority house where they lived. Three other young women in the immediate vicinity were attacked and assaulted. NBC received numerous pleas from locals to pull the movie from broadcast in light of the crimes. And after first stating that they would offer the local affiliates an alternate movie to broadcast, they decided just to pull the plug in the movie altogether. Jesus. Wait, it gets better. Instead, the film Doc Shit. Savage... <laughs> Man of Bronze was shown. NBC instead ran Stranger of the House as a late movie on May 14th the same year. Here's where it gets good. The perpetrator of the crimes at the Florida State University was later identified as Ted Bundy. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Talk about connection. Wow. Love that. That is one. My boy Ted. <laughs> I, I knew I knew if you guys stuck through that little bit, you'd really. Uh, the oh, we really stuck pay through off. it. I was like waiting for it. I'm like. I know where he's going, but yep. no. <laughs> the film was regarded and, as being one of the first slasher films, along with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, A Bay of Blood, Psycho, and Peeping Tom from 1960. It set the layout for films such as John Carpenter's Halloween. <laughs> However, Bob Clark considered it more of a psychological horror film than a slasher film. Okay. Yeah. The audio for the demented phone calls was edited in during post-production. While shooting the footage for the film, for the call scenes, the actresses were actually just reacting to threatening dialogue being spoken from the director off camera. <laughs> I wonder how threatening it Fuck was. you! It was not as colorful as what was on film. Oh. So yeah, there was no, uh, no nasty C word being used. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Wait, I don't, you know what? I'm going to say it. Cunt. Okay? Who cares? It's just a word. It's, it's just a word! <laughs> okay? <laughs> However, can we just say, like, that phone call, just watching that first one, 
that definitely sets the awesome like creep vibe factor. I oh say. yeah, it sets it off like immediately. Yeah, but I felt like it droned on a little bit too long. Like they could have cut like yeah. thirty seconds out of that. But maybe that was the point. Maybe they wanted it to be. I'm not. That. I'm not going to disagree with that. But I just felt like it. It one. It, it it just kept getting more uncomfortable. Like that's <laughs> at least how I felt. The noises. The noises got way more out there. Okay. Considering they were coming from a human. We were a little bit. Was disturbed by it. Imagine how people sitting in a theater in 1974 felt. Right. That's when, what I'm thinking. Dude. We're yeah, way more desensitized than they would have and been. And not only that, that's coming surround sound in the theater. Like that, yeah, come on. Right. And by the and way, this generation, this, oh, is, sorry, go ahead. this is also the first major release film to use the word cunt like that. Hmm. Oh, shit. Did it get an award for that? Did it get an award for the word kind? <laughs> bravery, stunning and bravery. Stunning and brave. The, <laughs> uh, the film only had moderate box office success and negative critical reception when originally released. However, it went on to have a large cult following. It's now received a critical reevaluation and is considered a classic. Okay. Around Christmas. Around Christmas. Uh, the fake, the snow outside the sorority house was fake. Uh, there was actually very little snow while they were filming. It was some kind of foam material that the local fire department used, and they, they sprayed it on a line. And according to uh, Albert J. Dunk, the cinematographer, it actually made the grass on the lawn grow even more greener the next year. Hmm. Oh, no shit. Okay. Interesting. Uh, uh, reportedly, writer Ray Moore took inspiration for the story from an actual series of murders that took place in Montreal around the Christmas season. And he also drew from the urban legend, the babysitter and the man upstairs. Okay. Mm. Interesting. Uh, just a little sidebar. I'm just curious. Do you guys think Margot Kidder was acting or if she was just like literally drunk the entire time she was filming this? <laughs> oh, she's well, got to be fucking loaded. I, I'm not going to. I mean, she was known to have drug and alcohol problems. Yes, she right? was. Like early on in her career. So, yeah, it really wouldn't be that far out of the, you know. But that, that's Wrong what I was thinking, because the further on in the movie she was, she just kept getting drunker and drunker. And I'm like, is she even acting at this point? That, when she's when she's on the couch in that one scene, I, I don't think that's acting. That's what all. I was thinking. She was just like, that's that, that is definitely a severely fellatio. far gone woman <laughs> <laughs> talking about fellatios. It's like, oh, that was so she, funny. She tried to be all elegant about it. OK, a um, little bit. Upon initial release in the U.S., the film's title was changed to Silent Night, Evil Night, because the American distributor feared the title Black Christmas might cause the film to be mistaken for a black exploitation flick. What the fuck? However, it didn't go well <laughs> under the title, and it was changed back to the original, under which it was more of a success. Thank God. I want to see a black exploitation film with black named Black Christmas. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but it has, to, it has to have Michael Jai White as Black Dynamite. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> okay. Can we get that petition rolling? Oh, that movie's fucking hilarious. Uh, <gasps> Nick Mancuso repi reprised his role as Billy's voice for an audio commentary as his character for the Blu-ray release of the film. Hmm. So you guys might have to look into that. Let's uh, see if it's on your uh, Scream Factory release. Okay. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Phil was initially thought to be the first slasher film ever to put the audience in the killer's POV. However, Peeping Tom was the first, and that was then later used in Halloween. Ooh. Yeah. When did Peeping Tom come out? 1960. Hot damn. Yeah, I'd never uh -huh. even heard of it until I was doing this research. Because, like, I was always going to say, like, I know you could... 
Some people argue that Psycho uses POV. I don't really know if that's cons- personally considered POV or not, but I'm maybe not for, maybe for its time, but I, I wouldn't personally. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. Con- I wouldn't consider that POV. But even if it, even if it was, aspect. it came out the same year as Peeping Tom. So Peeping Tom, prob- I don't know exactly the exact release dates. They came out the same year, but I'm not sure which was first. Ah, no shit. Okay. So it could have been, you know, maybe a month after Peeping Tom for all I know. And all I'm right. too lazy to Google it right now because I'm too busy. <laughs> Read my notes, damn it. Yeah. Well, then. This film do- holds the honor of being the first seasonal slasher film in horror movie history and would later be followed by Halloween, Friday the 13th, Prom Night, Mother's Day, Graduation Day, My Bloody Valentine, Silent Night, Deadly Night, and April Fool's Day. Keep going. There's more. <laughs> <laughs> Andrea Martin was the only cast member to return for the 2006 remake. Well, she did. It. She must have been the den mother in that. I'm thinking she might have been, because she would have been a good bit older. Yeah, uh, she a was terrible uh, piece of garbage. I, looked up, I was trying to figure out why she looked familiar. She's been done a lot of shit. She does like a lot of voiceover acting and stuff. She's still pretty busy to this day. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. She's not stuck in uh, autograph prison. She doesn't seem to be. <laughs> I'm not saying she's not, but she doesn't seem to be. Uh, Gilda right. Radner was offered the role of Phyllis Carlson. She was attached, but dropped out one month before filming began because she was doing Saturday Night Live. Oh, so uh, interesting. They were doing this the same time they started uh, doing the first season of SNL. Okay. And apparently, it was a little difficult doing the uh, search party scenes because it was only ten degrees out when they were filming. Oh, layer up. <laughs> Fucking Canadians. <laughs> Have some Canadian bacon and move on. During the conversation Damn. between Phyllis, Mr. Harrison, Barb, and Mrs. McHenry at the dinner table, Barb in a drunken state talks about a turtle that can have sex for three days straight. <laughs> that was awesome. That's actually true. It's actually the sea turtle. Nice. Yeah. Talk about stamina. Stamina, she stamina, stamina, three stamina, day long stamina. Fucking tantric. Yeah, how'd you like to be able to do that? Three days straight. Ooh. I think I'd be done after day two. Like, I need you a break. I want to have a sandwich. Can I go have a sandwich? I'd be done have a sandwich and a Gatorade. Refuel, boy. Refuel. Just pour it on me. Just get an IV. You, you can keep going. Golden. The entire cast was filmed with, filled with horror movie veterans or soon to be stars of the genre. Olivia Hussey would star in two horror classics, this one and It in 1990. John Saxon, John Saxon, John Saxon was in this <laughs> and Nightmare on Elm Street. And yeah, this is one where you could fall asleep and wake up and not realize what movie you're watching for a minute. <laughs> you're like, wait, it's John Saxon playing a lieutenant. What's going on? Huh? Yeah, that's oh, also yeah. mentioned. He's oh. playing, he played a cop in both. Uh, Art Hinkle would star in this and Invasion of the Body, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Fuck, I can't talk. In 1978 and Margot Kidder. Had just done a movie for Brian De Palma called Sisters in 72, and then she was in Amityville Horror in 79. Mm Mm-hmm. Good old Amityville Horror. After seeing the ending of the film, studio executives asked director Bob Clark to change the ending. The proposed idea was to have the cops leaving Jess alone with Chris, Claire's boyfriend. She wakes up and he says, Agnes, don't tell them what we did. He then kills her. However, Clark refused (laughs) and kept his original ending. Hmm. All right. Okay. I think that would have been an. Hmm. No, I like it. I okay. like the ambiguous. Ending. I honestly I, like I, the, the ambiguous ending because that just really leaves you with like a 
There is, that is not a happy ending. No, it's not. <laughs> no, I, I I love that ending. I love the ending they have. I just would have liked to have seen just how that actually played out. It says how it would have, but I, it would have been interesting to see. Well, Jess was probably being killed just as the phone was ringing because anytime he did the phone calls, he was usually killing someone. Or about to, yeah. or about, Or he just did, but yeah. Right. Yeah, there was a couple times where he did it and then he made the call. Yeah, but then when he killed uh, Phil... Like the phone call was going on as he was killing her. Mm, yeah, yeah. Which I wish they kind of like. I mean, it, it was kind of a nice reveal, but it would have been cool to see you like see him sneak out and like kill the cop. You yeah. Know what I mean, like, yeah. Like, I don't know. I like the way it was left better because uh, it, it was a nice little surprise for yeah. sure. And obviously, you know, Watching this movie 40 plus fucking years later, you're, you know, you could call this shit a mile away, but dude, you know, back in 74, that would have been a fucking sweet twist. Oh, yeah. This whole movie, man, like this, all the twists in this movie have been done repetitively million times over in a bunch of other fucking horror movies. Oh, yeah, that's uh, definitely for sure. Yeah, the killer in the the killer in the house, dude, like that. <laughs> The, the phone the, the phone call coming from within the house mm-hmm. right the, what is uh what the hell there was that, when a, when a stranger calls that's Thank it you. yep yep when a stranger calls that's, which, that that is literally this movie just yeah. without the holiday uh-huh. but, much, and that yeah. came out i think a few years after this i think that was 78 yeah and that was remade too the remake wasn't bad of that. i never saw that one that was pretty good didn't they also do a sequel when a stranger calls back or something yeah when a stranger yeah. calls again yeah something like that I feel like it would be again. It would just go. <laughs> Stranger well, calls know. the speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> the sequel. Hell yeah. Anything <laughs> else, Chad? Uh, yeah, just last thing is uh, to get the cat to lick the plastic bag over her head. They sprayed it with catnip. Mm. <laughs> oh, that cat must have been hot. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got for my notes. Hell yeah. Some good ass notes. Thank you. Buddy. All right. I knew you guys were going to love that Ted Bundy bit. Ooh, oh, that, that was a good one. That, that made my night. <laughs> hey, Mr. TJ. Wow. <laughs> he did it again. <laughs> Do you think it's time for a break for some of our sponsorships? Yeah, I think it's, it's time for a new chair, too. Oh, God. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> what can I say? I'm good at catching him off guard. <laughs> oh, my God. He's good at and then I'm also good at getting a wine drunk. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. We are We are playing sponsorships. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's so not ready for this. <laughs> you fuck with me so bad about this. I'm so like oh, not ready all the time for that. Okay. Yeah, you definitely gotta put a lock on that chair. <laughs> Do you like spooky things in horror movies? Then Cabin 13 has the stuff for you. Check out their selection of horror-themed props, bins, busts, action figures, collectibles, and more. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to visit Cabin13.com and buy something, or I'll kill you! Marcio Charlie's Horror Costume Studios. Premium hand-sculpted latex masks, busts, and hoods. Everything is handmade and painted by Marcio himself. Be sure to check out his wide range and selection of products over at Facebook and Instagram at Horror Costume Studios. Hey, you out there. Hey, listener. Take a look at yourself. Want to know why you look like shit? Because you aren't wearing Dubak merch. Take your ugly ass over to dobackdiscussion.net and click on the merch tab. 
pick up some hot fucking swag, then you can become a sexual Tyrannosaurus just like us. <laughs> Graveyard Classics, horror-themed tees and posters, professional in-house screen printing, and clay prints. Powered by Death Style Art and Graphics. Go see what you can dig up over at graveyardclassics.net. Premium Friday the 13th custom made hockey mask down there in Tennessee by Lance McKinney. Find him on Facebook and Instagram over at Mask by Lance. Go order one now, boy. Okay. You know what? Let's get let's get this fucking thing moving. Chad, where are we? Oh, we just finished the uh, oh shit, I can walk my we just finished the behind the scenes. Uh, I think it's time for uh, Big Johnny D's question. Yeah, ask the question, boy. What's the Big question? D. Come on, Big D, Johnny, tell me. So, I didn't really have a lot of questions for this movie because it seemed kind of very straightforward and there wasn't a lot of shit going on. Too. How dare you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, girl. I didn't mean to disappoint CJ, you. You, you got to get All some right. of Billy's dialogue on our soundboard. Yes, especially... Pretty big cards. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do with the Billy or baby Billy? So, uh, my first question is: Do you guys feel that Billy actually has some kind of like weird split personality thing, yeah. or is he just insane? You know, I didn't think about that. I would go with split personality, actually, because he was throwing out a lot of voices at different pitches. Here, here, maybe he's a ventriloquist. His best friend's Mel Blanc. <laughs> <laughs> and if anybody does not understand that reference, shame on you. <laughs> what would Greta say? How dare you? Thank you. <laughs> God damn it, Greta. Bastard! Okay, so. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. that I didn't. I, I thought I had split personality myself, but that was just me maybe like searching for something that's not there. No, but the more that if I go back and rewatch this again and you just hear all those voices, yeah, that could that could make sense on the psychological level. But yeah. I guess for the time of the movie, it wouldn't matter. But for the discussion, yeah, I could agree with that. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's possible. Billy was split before split. Exactly. Okay. Ooh, Black Christmas versus Split. Um, so here, yeah. Who Here's played the skit so better? <laughs> why, uh, why do you think, or why would they send a search party through the woods first without checking throughout the entire house, let alone the missing girl's room or anything like that? Hollywood at its finest. Well, maybe they did. We just didn't see that part of it. I mean, it seems like they would even have mentioned it because they mentioned everything that like up, like what it was supposed to and stuff. What did they think but she it, left? Well, I guess they like never knew, but it seemed like they like the cops would have like searched her room or something like that. Yeah, but they didn't do it till after they already found the dead girl in the park. And then uh, what's his name there? Uh, the lieutenant. He was finally like, "Oh, let's go check her room." Like, yeah, way like three quarters of the way into the movie. <laughs> it seems like that well, would have been like one of the very first things that well, they would have done. Uh, I think they were still convinced she was just sat yeah. up with some boy. Yeah. Fair enough. Um other than that, uh the only thing I gotta say, it's not really a question, but I'm just gonna say Caroling is fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> has, anybody, has anybody ever actually had Caroling at their house? Never. 
Now, we just sing. We just sing all the songs around here. That's about it. But I mean, like, it's always a Christmas movie tradition to like see carolers and shit. But is that shit really good? And, 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 and when they were, and when they go to leave, she tipped the lady. Is that is you're supposed to do that yeah, with carolers? Tip a caroler? Like, I what? think you're supposed to. Really? Which is bullshit. It is not supposed to. It's if you want to, for God's sakes. Yeah, but most of the time, that's. I feel like that's the it's, first time I've seen anybody tip carolers. No, it's happened before. But like, I, I just want to understand, like, if not movie land, if, motherfucker. If this, if there's listeners out there that for some reason are into caroling, how do you decide what house to randomly just go start singing out in front of? You make sure there's no upside down crosses, and uh, hopefully you have a Hanukkah song in case you pick the wrong one. <laughs> well, I'm going to help. According, to the, according to the last couple of movies we've watched, these carolers have. Well, I guess not the ones necessarily in this movie, but in the ones in the last one, Bill Goldberg iced all them motherfuckers. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's Bill Goldberg. But. No, I, I was just, that was just my, like, I was just, I, that was my thing. I was like, man, does caroling actually happen? So yeah. if you guys have never experienced it, I'm going to say it's just a fucking movie trope. Fuck it. Okay, it's, it's a more of a movie thing. So, gentlemen. Who would you think is the douche of the movie? That fucking cop at the desk. <laughs> the idiot cop. Yeah, he's a pretty that, big douche. I fucking hated him. I'm going go to go with Bobby. I'm going to go with Pete. I got to go with Pete, yeah. Pete's a douche, too. He, he's so mad about the baby. Yeah, he was so mad about that that he sucked out his whole fucking piano recital. Then he trashed his piano because he sucked. Yeah, but didn't he sh- didn't he shit the bed at his piano recital before he even knew about the baby? No, no, no. Oh no. Okay. No, Never. because because she came and told him before the recital, and he wanted her to come to the recital or like right immediately after it. Nice. I wouldn't put yeah, it past him, to, him. I wouldn't put it past him to push her down the stairs or something. Yeah. Right. That's what I was waiting for. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. Uh, oh no. Oh no 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 no. And then how interesting would it have been if they actually went with like a two killer take? That would have been that would have been fun. Actually. I think I yeah, think that, that would have been. I think that would have been a first. I think that would have been the first, uh, not just one of the first slasher films, but definitely the first slasher film to have more than one killer. Yeah. Right? Well, I'm just thinking, like, if especially if you just had somebody like that was just doing the phone calls, or like even if the phone calls themselves were just like a whole separate thing, like somebody was really just pranking them, but they thought it was a killer, and there just also happened to be a killer at the same time. Yeah. But yeah. Hey, you so, think yeah. you think maybe the, the 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 phone calls and everything? You think maybe that inspired Scream? That, oh. and then there was another movie in the later seventies, um, besides the one that we already mentioned. But it, it was just, it was just called the call something. But it was the same aspect. Like it was two lines in the house, and the killer was always calling from inside. When a the stranger house. calls. Well, we already we mentioned that, that, but there was oh. another one that's like less. No, I'd have to look it up as we're going, but no, I'm gonna have to go with the boyfriend, man. He was my douche pick. Yeah, I, I, that's what I think, too. The cop, he was he was I'll stupid. Stop. I'll go with that for sure. <laughs> I, I just thought he was a douche. Like, he just didn't give a shit. He really did. <laughs> he definitely did not listen to his superior. That makes you sure. wonder how he became a cop in the first place. Right? <laughs> he's, like, he's like Barney Fife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, he did it so, gentlemen, you know what, TJ, 
What was your favorite kill of this movie, buddy? We'll get there when we get there. We are there. We are there. <laughs> it's not time for the questions. It's not time for the questions. We just did do. I was going to shout out some gore hounds. Oh, well, I apologize. Let's do that. Lord, I apologize. Let's give a little gore. Let's give a little gore hound love. Okay. So, shout out to gore hound Seth Snyder, Hannah Fox, Heather Die, Cameron Miller, Sean Reynolds, Gary Shaw, Tyler Rofe. Buck, not, well, yeah, RoboFuck. He'll be on the next episode, which we'll announce at the end of this one. Donnie Drum, Cameron Mueller, Brody Kane. We love you all. Dustin Dietrich, all of you guys are fucking great. Thank you for the support. Thank you for buying merch. Thank you for sharing the episodes. Thank you for being you. Shout out to Heather for having the very merry Gorehound Christmas. The party looked dope, and thank you for spreading Hell the love yeah. the gore and more way. And hope you all have a very good Christmas. And that's coming from all of us here at the Gore and More Podcast. I just want to say Seth Snyder is a longtime friend of mine. Yes. And the uh, the one year, uh, he and his dad and my mother dated for a while. Uh-huh. And we, I was over there the one Christmas, and me and Seth sat in the couch, and we watched uh, HBO in Spanish. So we, and so we watched Batman Returns, which was Batman Regresso, <laughs> and Conan El Barbaro. El Barbaro. Oh, yeah. Yes. Conan the Barbarian Spanish is hilarious because you have no idea what's going on. And for some reason, James Earl Jones turns into a giant snake. Okay. <laughs> yes, I know yeah. the actual plot line, but it just seems like it doesn't make any sense when you're watching it in a language you don't understand. <laughs> so yeah, shout out to oh, Seth and just, just a reminder of that shit. <laughs> Okay, now, favorite kill. My favorite kill. Okay, I like the cellophane kill. I'm going to say that right now. I'm going to put that out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love the cellophane kill. It's awesome. It's intense. It's brutal. Now, with that being said, I also like the unicorn kill. Violent. Very intense. Love that kill as well. You know, that's the thing about Billy. All of his kills are very fucking scary. Very intense. And... He fucking aims to fucking murder. That is his entire intent on all of this shit. And you know what Terry would say. That isn't cranberry sauce already. And it's (laughs) – there's plenty of that. And I love how he stacks the bodies and poses them, sits them up a little bit. It's nice, you know. He's a thoughtful killer. Plans it out well. Uh, He's a good guy. Uh, Definitely fits this uh, movie really well, yeah. And you know, it's uh, a great way to keep in shape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah, uh, my favorite kill would have to be a tie between the cellophane kill and the unicorn. Mm. John. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, cellophane is definitely, I would say, the most iconic kill of this movie. Uh, like you said, man, just intense, just a really long scene, and the fact that they just keep going back to her cellophane rep face in the fucking window is just great. Um, but I'm gonna have to go with the hook in the fucking the hook under the cheek, man. That was uh I like that one. I wish it was a little bit more bloody, but you know, it was a good setup. You had the good pause, she turned around, then fucking boink, and then just hoisted her right up perfectly. I loved it. Chad, what do you got, bud? I am I was I'm agreeing with you. That was my favorite pick too. Yeah. Uh, I but where, where did that come from? Why was it even in the in the attic to begin with? <laughs> All I could think of was maybe to like hoist furniture up there and shit like that. But that was a pretty small opening. I don't know how. 
I mean, I guess you could get like a chair yeah. or something, but yeah. I wish my attic had nice something. I wish I had an attic, but... honestly. Right? Yeah, but that, yeah, that was. Yeah, that was that was pretty that was my favorite pick too. That was my favorite kill. And Bobby, what do you got? Uh, I mean, you guys already said the cellophane kill, which is great. But uh, uh, Johnny, you, again, I agree with both you and Chad. The hook in the mouth. Uh, I loved it because when you see her get hoisted up, you just see her feet like sputter and it's whoosh, yep. she get pulled right up. I love that. Like it's intense. I, I, I know you said you wanted it bloody, but the fact that you just see the, the feet pulled up like that to me was just like, oh, shit. You don't have to worry oh, about yeah. blood. You don't have to worry about blood here. There was an intensity when yeah. that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, right. I, so that was definitely my kill because I love the intense ones. I love the gory ones, but the intense ones that you just see like a person move abruptly. Uh-huh. That to me means, oh, shit, there's some power behind this. So that that's my favorite one. So I'd like to talk about the, the unicorn kill, which is awesome because that was just a, I don't know, interesting weapon. And that was just an interesting, interesting scene. Nonetheless. Him hiding behind the door. It's me, um, my pro and my problem is not with that in this, it's actually with the remake. So they actually they took that unicorn thing, but they made it like this whole they gave it like a whole like storyline behind it. And behind like it the unicorn? This, the killers of what's that? Well, behind what? the unicorn? Yeah, like it was so the second one or the remake is fucking weird and i can spoil it for you guys if you want go for it yeah, 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 we're, yeah we're not gonna watch it. watch it all right so the second one or the remake i keep saying the second <laughs> fucking remake <laughs> um they actually go with a whole like it is two killers the whole time so it's it's fucking weird like there's this kid and like i can't remember if like he was raped by his mother or something oh, who was fuck? younger during christmas so he was like Super fucking screwed up in the head. So he was at this, like... And the whole thing is filmed, like, Batman Forever, dude. Like, it's super neon lights and, like, just crazy over the top. And it's just... It's fucking weird. Um, So that's Billy. And he's living in the psychiatric thing. But then the whole time, he's got, like, this child that is... uh, His mom got pregnant from him. And then, like, oh, kept this what? kid up in the attic the whole time. So the whole time, Billy escapes. So Billy and his sister slash daughter are, like, killing off this sorority at the same time. And the sister slash daughter is, like, that's what she uses all the time is the unicorn what statue. What is that? Like, they go hand with it. It's ridiculous. That's that's insane. It's just... It, it, I would say it's worth a watch i guess if you want to just say you could compare the two but other than that nah. there's so many other better movies you could waste two hours <laughs> don't don't insult the original yeah no it was they did it twice they just fucking did it again you know <laughs> this movie's so goddamn perfect you're gonna re- you can try to remake it it's just not gonna be anything close you know you watch this movie and it's just ageless it's just fucking yeah. terrifying. It's straight up scary. It's like Nightmare on Elm Street. It is. It works exactly. so perfectly the first time. Why remake it? Yeah. Exactly. Well, let's not get into that remake. Oh, I got some. <laughs> oh, dude, no. that, that movie put me to sleep. Okay. That fucking sucked. Let's I just did we all the get the kills up? I'll be here. Yes. Yes. yes Best yes, yes. motherfucking scene. Mine's going to be Billy's freak out. Ooh, that was good. 
That was actually one of the first ones I thought, besides uh, talking about the baby, is uh, you thought it could be the pianist because he was like slamming on the piano up the stairs and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, my favorite scene has to be the first phone call, man. That really <laughs> set the tone for the movie. All the girls oh, just about getting yeah. creeped out and shit. And hearing pig cunt in the first five minutes of <laughs> starting the movie. <laughs> You know, like, that's always a good fucking... This is how your movie's going to go. Yeah, that's a good way to start it. Chad, what do you got, bud? Uh, you know, I'm just going to have to go with the whole... The whole... The, the ending, the whole last... Uh, the last act of the movie. Yeah. With uh, Billy chasing... Uh, uh, Jess through the house. Mm. I thought it was very well done. I oh, like was... when he first got... When the she got the uh, answer from the cop that he was in the house? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, that whole from oh my god, on. dude! That's one of those move. That's one of the moments where, like, if you yell at the TV, you're gonna fucking yell at the TV. At that exactly. <laughs> like you're just yelling, or just get the fuck out! Don't go upstairs! Like the yeah. cop himself is saying, "Get out of the house." But then uh, I'm, I was yelling at the cop, like, "You fucking idiot! He just told you not to tell her." Oh yeah, god. yeah. I was thinking, I was feeling the same way. <laughs> yep, that's that's how. Once I again, that's why he's the douchebag. <laughs> I don't that's know about douchebag. He's just a freaking moron. Right. Whatever comes first. All I do is say, "Hey, look, just get out of the house. Just, 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 just get out. Don't worry about them. We'll come get them. You get out." He's the old parody of the old Irish cop, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Best scene, boys. That's you, Bobby. Uh, uh, I agree with TJ. The the freak out of Billy. Mm. It was, it was just, it was weird. That's why I like it. Like there was, that's it. It was weird. You didn't see anything like that, especially at least in a movie like this. So it, yeah, the Billy's freak out. That's all I got to say about that one. Okay, so that leads us to: Did the opening scene hook you in? Yes. 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 Well, I guess that again comes to the phone call. Yeah. Well, not even that, but just the POV looking in, dude. Like I'm always. Yeah, yeah. Cause, cause uh, that, that was that was fish. That was Fish Islands for a little bit too. And uh, what was the other? What was TJ's pick that we watched? Uh, Don't open till Christmas. Like that started perfectly out with the POV and shit, dude. Like I love it, yeah. man. Like it get to me, it gets me right into that like fucking slasher like head headspace, man. Like as soon as you see that shit, you're in. Oh yeah, no, I I completely agree with you there. Yeah, yeah. I think we're all on board with that. Yeah. Okay, so best hits, hottest girl. Another boob-free movie. Yeah, no bras though. Person, no bras though. And you figured being a a sorority and B with an actor with the last name Hussy, you would have got at least some titties. <laughs> Talk no, no maybe even some side boob, but no. Nine no. zilch. Nada. I mean. I, my pick for at least the hottest girl is going to have to be the uh, the main one there. That's yeah, Jeff, the abortion. Jeff. Yeah. Plus, she I, had I that like English her, I accent. I like her that... sweater in the beginning with the two hands cupping her titties. <laughs> <laughs> I I also oh, was a, I also got a kick out of that sweater. But yeah, I'm with you with her for the hottest girl. I gotta, like I'm like I said, the sweater. British accent just kind of pushes it a little over for me. Accents. Mm-hmm. Make- Accents drive me wild. Right? With, with with honorable mention to Lois Lane, I will say that. See, she didn't do anything for me. No? No. Was it the drunken was it the her, drunken her, stupidness? Her, I think her so. Felicia talk was the only thing that just made me go, hey, after that, no. <laughs> it was just the fact that she wasn't acting. I'm pretty sure she was literally drunk. Mm. You're probably right too. TJ, what did you think, bud? 
He's lot of them were up. pretty hot. Uh, cellophane girl was pretty hot. Yeah, she, she was, was. She wasn't bad. Yeah. I'd she have very to say cute. cellophane was very cute. Yeah, yeah. In and out, both very cute. Uh, might be a fetish thing. Don't know yet. Uh, <laughs> she likes or... being choked. <laughs> okay. I know what I'm doing. So did the score set the mood for you boys? John. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, it had its traditional Christmas score as well. Um, I didn't. I mean, it wasn't anything like super recognizable. It's nothing that you're going to take away like Halloween or anything like that, but it did what it did for the movie. And I thought it worked well. Oh, see, I disagree. Bobby, I, thought, I, th- oh, sorry, I, was, I want to say that it was, I thought it was very memorable uh, to the point where it actually made me think it sounded a lot like Nightmare, the the uh, score to Nightmare Elm Street Part 2. Like it seemed like it had a lot of the similar tones and everything. And uh, hmm. the composer, to get some of those weird sounds, what he did was he strapped uh, forks and knives and stuff to the piano chords, so that when he struck the keys, it made kind of a weird reverberating sound. Really? Yes. It, hey, I, I and I apologize if I brain farted. Did you have it in your notes about how the dude who did the Billy calls, like how he did them? Uh-huh. So no, but I, record- I should have. Yeah, he stood in his head. Yeah, he did it upside the, down to get when he recorded weird, it yeah. just to make it seem that much like sound that much weirder. Oh wow! Yeah, because it, it put a little bit hurt. it put a little bit of a pressure on his larynx, so you got the more guttural sounds out of him that way. I, I should have <laughs> put that in there. That's awesome. Yeah, that that's a I, I was I couldn't remember I I didn't know if you said it or not. And I didn't want to like steal your thunder on it, but I was just like, no, I thought that was a cool fucking tidbit. That is that is really cool. That is cool. It's so amazing. it's amazing what you do to get sounds, right? TJ, okay. you know a little bit about that. What? <laughs> <laughs> little, uh, voice acting, little uh, sound recording, things like that. Oh, Wah. you know, Wah. making your voice sound differently and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I've never gone to those lengths. I can tell you that. Uh, I've stood up and, like, been across the room and, like... No hand, so you're saying no handstands while trying to no handstands at at this point in my career. No handstands, that's pretty good. That's that's good, though. Well, now you know, now you got a new trick to try. Yeah, yeah, right. You got to do it. His lady's gonna come in, he's just gonna be fucking propped up against the wall, just making weird. (laughs) What are you doing? And shit like that. Hi, trying to make the gutter all noise. You're gonna be home. (laughs) Oh, fucking hey, dude, love it. Okay, so guys, uh, best. Everyone the scores at the mood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. go for it. Yeah. You know, best song. We can't pick out a specific song. Yeah, it was all Christmas songs. It was all Christmas songs. As per usual. Yeah. <laughs> Plastic. Favorite character. Uh, Billy is awesome, and he has the sexiest phone voice. Uh, love it. You go with Billy? Oh, yeah, Billy. Billy boy. <laughs> I'm actually going to go with Mrs. Mac for my favorite character. Ah! Just because every time you saw her, oh, she was drinking trigger. from the bottle of sherry, and she had them stashed all throughout the house. Uh, so what do you guys think she was drinking? It looked like bourbon to me. It was sherry. It's yeah, on the no, bottle of sherry. Dark. It was dark. What was it? It was sherry. Shell? Sherry. <laughs> sherry. Yes. I'm drinking sherry. Is it, is it like a type of wine or something? But yeah, that's what she was drinking. That's what it said yeah. on the bottle. She had one stashed in the fucking toilet tank. She had one in a book. In the, in the book. <laughs> Uh, oh, she was stashed in her luggage too, somehow, somehow, somewhere. Where'd she have the empty one? Wasn't the empty one in like the linen closet or something? 
I think it was in the cloak closet. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, oh, shit. Yeah, she had that shit stashed everywhere. And she, was, she was just hilarious. I know. I wish you got a little bit more of her, but once again, she did have my favorite kill, so. Johnny, uh, who's your favorite? You know, honestly, I'm going to have to go with uh, Lieutenant Fuller. Uh, uh, just, you stole mine. He's my favorite, too. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously... We, I, I love him from fucking. Yeah, it's John Nightmare, Saxon. Which I'm so. sure. Yeah, exactly, dude. Like, uh, he, I thought he played the role great. This whole stupid little fellatio joke, fucking thing, that made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I got a kick out of the other cop just busting and not laughing. Oh yeah, dude. oh my god, <laughs> god he laugh. just loses <laughs> it. <laughs> that would have been me, dude. <laughs> just fucking crying in the background. It was just great. So just oh. out of nowhere, he lost it. It was a total like weird just tone shift for the movie too. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! But no, yep, he's my vote. Yeah, but if I, I have Fuller too because John Saxon is just one of my favorite actors. Do you guys want to take it, a quick well. uh, eggnog break and we'll get right back? Ooh! Really? Oh, really? Last Christmas? From the eggnog break, <laughs> uh, to which to which you all I can fucked over everybody that has been going on. I can I can only say one thing. Wham! Go for it. <laughs> Wham. Wham. Okay, guys. Uh, <laughs> a little dead for everyone out there. Bitch. Has everyone said their favorite character? Yes. Yeah. Was it scary? Oh yes, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Creepy. One hundred percent. Yeah. This this definitely. It makes me never want to join a sorority. Just saying. Yeah, Bobby. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it to filter through. Okay, so does it hold up today? Absolutely. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Especially the amidst the fucking shit shows that are the remakes. Mm. Fuck those remakes. No, I mean you know it's definitely a little bit of a period piece when yeah. you're looking at how they're dressed and things like that. But if you take it as long as you're taking it in, like okay, this movie is from '74. It was one of the first of its kind due to, yeah, it, this is definitely one that you could throw in every year on rotation, unless you love it that much. Obviously, you could watch it throughout the year. Personally, for me, I would keep it around Christmas time. But that's yeah, funny. yeah, no, I agree. I, it's because it's Christmas movie. It's just a horror Christmas, Christmas movie. movie. And I like to note that it did, as much as it like didn't really have anything to do with Christmas besides just the decoration around and like the time it was at, because. You figure most colleges, most people are usually getting out like what, like first, second week of December. Yeah. So like 
Yeah. Well, Christmas break itself, like nobody's fucking. Quit there, so. fucking thinking that much and tearing apart this timeless classic. <laughs> Agnes. Quit sticking your D in the wrong spot. Agnes. Get out of here. Lady Come Agnes. on. Come on. Okay. 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 Where are we? Okay. Hold it up. <laughs> hold it up. Does it hold up, Bobby? Does it holds up. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, it definitely holds up. Okay. Sure. Was the acting good or bad? The acting was on point for oh, all yeah. of them. Yeah, it was fantastic. There, there was no overreaching acting, and there was no mediocre. It was all on point. Yeah, one hundred percent. Especially from Mr. John Saxon. Yes. 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 He did. He did very well. And the uh, very prude father. I thought he was. He just always had that weird, like, smug look on his face. <laughs> hey, was, he didn't hey, say he, very much as the movie went on. He went from. He had two expressions. It was either smug or confused. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> but Max. he played them well. Yes. Mainly, I think it was mainly confused as the movie went on. Yeah. Like well, I mean, he is thinking, like, where the fuck is my daughter? Is she dead or is she out fucking somebody? So she's not wrong. It was both. Cinematography. I want to go into this a little bit. This movie makes it, makes do of light really, really well. Uh, and that, I applaud any film that does that. And we all have talked about this in the past. Uh, the POV shots, very new for that time, very new for the genre, very revolutionary, very changes a lot of stuff and is then used, therefore, after this film, a hell of a lot more. Uh, the film, the, the, it's paced well. And I love the quick cuts when things are going on. That way you can tell two stories simultaneously. And, you know, one one way that they do that, and I don't think you guys, if you really know that, notice this. But when the girl's having the conversation with the guy at the door, uh, you can still hear the girl's conversation on the phone playing. Mm. Oh, yeah. So there's there's constantly these two stories being told simultaneously. And then that way is also done through cinematography whenever they're cutting between the kills and then some other interaction going on at the same time. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't pay. I didn't personally pay too too close attention to that, except for that scene where you hear the ki- the voice is still over the phone, like you just said. Think of the cell Everything else, killed. I didn't really see very much. Yeah. But that's the way yeah, I, yeah. I see it. But I think the cinematography is really done well, and it's a, a very interesting way that they told the story through the artwork uh, of the cinematography in this film. But uh, I I think it's incredible. Yeah, I you know I agree. I like the fact that uh, they gave you. They actually kind of gave you a lot on the killer right in the get-go, but they still never give you enough to know who the hell he is or necessarily his story. Um, you know, you can obviously tell it's a white dude um, just from, like, you see his hands in the POV shot, shit like that. But like you said, just the uh, just the effects they did with the Christmas lights in general, just like how it was always kind of in the corners of the shots or in the angles. And then I got to say for my one of my favorite shots and it was the eyeball through the door crack. Yeah, that's a, that's a very iconic shot, too. I'm pretty sure it's on one of the covers, if I'm not mistaken. I also I also that's... liked the shot where uh, Mrs. Mack, uh, right before her kill, she looks up and you just see the killer and you just see like part you of the left don't... side of his face in the light and the rest of it was just kept in shadow. Yeah. That was a very yes. nicely well yeah, done shot. That, I was, that wonderful. was perfect. Some of my favorite shots, even though there weren't many of them, were definitely the fisheye lens, the POV fisheye lens, Mm -hmm. because you don't really see too many of those, um, and you really haven't 
uh, at least in a lot of the movies I've seen, those shots, I liked how they were done here because the lights, with like you said, the effects of the Christmas lights, they fit it very well. Like yeah. when it moved yeah. around. Mm-hmm. So I loved how those looked. And like John said, that scene where you, the eye through the crack, that's one of my favorite shots. Cause just the fact that the lights only on the eye yet in real life, if you were there and there was a light there, you would see half your face. So that, was, that's one of my favorites. There was another shot. Um, it wasn't like done super well, but I just thought it was a cool cut. And that's when um, they were searching in the park and the woman runs up to look actually at her dead daughter and she goes to scream, but you don't actually hear a scream. You just hear the telephone ring and then it cuts right into the sorority houses. They're getting the next call from Billy. Like I thought I, that was a cool cut. I at first thought that was like an editing issue, but then, then it like, I'm like, Oh no, wait, wait. Okay. That's how they wanted it. it like it didn't dawn on me until like five seconds after the shot was over. Word. Hell yeah. Chad, what do you got, bud? Any uh, thoughts? I, I, yeah, like I said, that 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 shot where his face was hidden in shadow, I thought was uh, oh sorry, that was that was like my favorite shot of the whole movie. It was okie dokie. Oh. So do you guys like the fucking premise of this film? Yes, 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 yes. Anybody that no. says that is an idiot. Yeah. Yes, who does? Of course. Okay, Christmas time. So for the last film in 2019's Gore and More Christmas. Review Roundup. We have Black Christmas from 1974 and TJ's score. That's me, the host with the motherfucking most. I'm going to give it a 4.75. Chad. I'm going to go four and a half. I loved it. I think maybe a little bit more gore could have helped. Mm -hmm. I love it for what it was. It was fantastic. Um, But I think four and a half is my rating. Big Johnny D. I'm going to give it a 4.75. Um, I'd go five if, mm-hmm. like Chad said, if it had a lot more gore. Uh, maybe the it, it it might be just a personal thing for me. I always like a little bit faster pacing. There was a little bit of a lull in this in the middle for yeah. me, personally. Um, but, no, nah, man, it's still... It's a classic movie, man. You know, it's one of the first. There's... Like we've mentioned before, there's a million other fucking movies that have stolen shit from this one, man. So, you know, how could you not enjoy the original where it all came from? Bobby. I would give it a 4.3. It is a classic movie. Don't get me wrong. But there, I understand he wanted subtlety. But this movie definitely could have benefited with, you guys said it, the gore. But it definitely could have benefit with with more a little more intensity in certain points as well it seemed i mean it was intense at the end but definitely in that middle there should have been some more intense scenes so i would definitely say yeah the 4.3 fits it it needed a little more intensity and if it was gory oh those kills would have been off the hook okay that means literally Black Christmas <laughs> gets a Goremore score. Chad, write it down. 4.6. 4.6. Nice. Black wonderful. Christmas from wonderful. 1974. Heather, write that down to you as well. But wow, that was that was a good one. Uh, is there anything in the news that you guys want to talk about? Anything? In the oh, news? let's see. Besides the shit house that we've already mentioned of the new Black Christmas doing crabby. <laughs> 
How about the but, fact uh, that can we just address the fact that uh, Sam Raimi was announced for Monster Mania? Yes, in March. Man, he did some one of my favorite franchises, the Evil Dead franchise. I will meet. Oh, that. did we talk about Resident Evil Three being announced? Remaster? Didn't we do it last week? I thought we did. No, it just got no, announced yeah. this week. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. we just recorded. I believe April next year. It's going to drop. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's what they were saying. Fuck yes, dude! I'm excited because I'm almost done with seven. I'm about to pop in two, so yeah, boy. I gotta say, Resident Evil Three made me jump more than any of the other Resident Evil games. I don't, remember, I don't remember playing Resident because Evil because the fucking nemesis just so coming from wrong. out of nowhere and yelling stars. I, I think I think Dead Space One probably is the game that's made me jump the most out of. I didn't I didn't mean out of any game. I meant out of the Resident oh, Evil okay, games. Sorry. I think that that new Grudge movie is going to be something that's going to be worth seeing, and then us reviewing uh, all practical effects. And the more images I, I see of it, it just looks absolutely terrifying. So, is it a remake good. or is it a retelling? It's a, yeah, it's a side story. This is this is supposed to be going on the same time as the the Grudge is going on. Oh, is it? Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. That's going to be interesting to see. I, I hope they do it well. It's been a while since I've watched the Grudge, so I got to go back revisit that and then go see this. Okay. Well, then that's what. That's what we need to do, guys. So, continuing on, Johnny, any costumes, cosplays? What are we working on? Uh, well, I did pull out my Doc Ock uh, that I did about a year ago because I want to kind of redo that up a little bit. Uh, I went with the classic like '60s Doc Ock with just the green jumpsuit. I got to get a new jumpsuit because uh, I was borrowing my buddies at the time, and the only ones I have now are Buster ones. So, are you, are you going with the uh, Roy Orbison bowl cut? Uh, well, I'm gonna have to get a wig because that's the one I want to go because I the grandpa style shades and shit like that already. So it only seems, you know, perfect to go with the old school bowl cut. But yeah, I got the orange belt, the orange gloves. And then uh, instead of the full orange boots, I took uh, black boots and then I did like orange detailing on them at least. That's going to be sick to see. Like I got it's already mostly built because like I wore it. I wore it over a year ago to Retro Game Con, but uh, I want to redo the battery on it and everything like that and put a little bit better of a battery setup on it because mm-hmm. uh, I got LED lights in all the end of the arms and stuff like that. And I might want to redo the fingers too, make them a little fatter and stuff like that, but they are posable and shit right now. But the only issue with that costume is fucking how much floor space I take up going down the aisles, dude. It's ridiculous. Re- <laughs> the first okay, time I, it's worth it though the first time i wore it dude it was fucking hilarious because uh so obviously like the front two are going over my shoulders and you guys know how cons are man they're fucking asshole to elbow in the aisles asshole so, to elbow so as i'm walking up and i could see it happening i'm just like no 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 and i'm like trying to fucking like move it but this arm over here went straight up on this woman's titty. It was just like, <laughs> she, just, she just looked at me. She's like, oh, you're full of hands. And I was just like, yeah, I was like, oh, she's fucking cool about it. I was like, play it off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. It's a fun costume. But man, is it, a, it is a bitch to walk around in a crowd you're full of hands. <laughs> yeah. Bobby, any anything new costume wise? Uh, Well, yeah, it, um, this week after Christmas, um, I will be fully getting more supplies for uh, makeup so I can start fully. doing fully so I can start practicing Terminator makeup on my face and my arms and hands and everywhere else Ooh. that you can possibly think of. 
And then I have to get new shirt, new pants um, for Jason because I'm going to do a, a new one for March, but not full blown. Like Jason goes to hell, what I want to do later in the year, but uh, just something for the March show because people are like, oh, are you doing Jason's Friday the 13th? And I said, I, I guess I am. <laughs> you, you have to. You do realize what they announced, right? Yes, I do. I do. Yeah, I was gonna say there's they're having a Jason specific costume contest. You have Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, I know. So, but that's the one thing I'm just like, okay, well, I'll do it. And so I gotta start getting work on that and practicing. I get I got a few months, but the costume will be ready by February, regardless. So that Terminator, um my uh chosen, I call it the chosen Grim Reaper, will be coming to life. Uh the concept behind that is a human is chosen to be the Grim Reaper and you watch them decay away and become just a deformed mess. Nice. And that's what's hidden under the cloak. There's no skeleton hands. It is human hands melted, decayed, rotting away. Like this is what happens when you're chosen and you go until basically you can't. So Mm -hmm. there was a little concept behind that. I didn't, I didn't want to just do a regular one. So there was a concept behind that. Jason goes to hell for the summertime. And then there's a few others that I can't necessarily say at the moment because, well, they're not in stone. So, but there'll be more. There'll be plenty more. With your so Terminator. The, there, although there will be updates as the year goes on on everything. So just watch as the pay, as my Instagram and Facebook go, there'll be more. With What's your up? Terminator, with your Terminator one, are you going to do, uh, are you doing old man Terminator with the beard coming out? Uh, well, here's, here's the thing. You got your beard going, so. Well, now, well, now here's the thing. This beard here is going to be shaven for the new year. Okay. Because because he doesn't have a full-fledged beard like this. So I'm going to shave it in January, let it grow, and I'll shave it one more time before Mania, just so it starts to come in. And I'll do Terminator 2 with the beard. And then at night, Carl will come out with the gray and the pants and a machine gun and then the face all fucked up. Hands feet. I posted the pictures before, but yes, I will be trying to do the old version of it a little bit. But nice. I, I don't have any gray hair, so you'll get a young old version. <laughs> yeah, man, you can always get so, that but, shit that you spray yeah, in here. Yeah, a you can bit. get that shit. That, this uh, is hair. true. So I'm thinking about doing an LED light and some glasses. It's just easy to rig up. So we'll see. I got to toy around with the ideas in the next couple of weeks and uh, I'll post pictures and we'll see how everybody likes it. You know, Bobby, if you kept that beard and you just went up with the upshave for the chin and we gave you that eye thing, you could probably rock a pretty nasty Kano. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah could. That could be, well, that, well, that could be a future one. We can work on this. We can do this. Mortal Kombat! Listen, I've always wanted to cosplay a Mortal Kombat character, but however, my body size, I am literally subject to one Mortal Kombat character, and that would be Boracho. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, I will say that there is there is another character that Boracho. I will be doing that I, I I really haven't. This is the first time I've said it. Um, hopefully by the uh, the end of this year, uh, Bane. Ooh, ah. which Bane? So, Nolan Bane to, or Comic Bane? Do you'll comic just have to Bane. wait and see. Do comic don't do Bane. Nolan Bane. If you do, you'll have to just. Nolan Bane. You will just have to wait and see. You don't no, get an answer at the Bane. present time. That's not don't Bane. you? Don't That's you fucking Bane. curse at me, God! Fucking damn it! Not Bane! <laughs> Agnes, how dare you? <laughs> so that's that's my news. There, sorry, I took up a lot of time. Chad, are you no, ever gonna fine. do a cosplay? play? I get the money, dude. I'll sell your I, soul. I make my shit. <laughs> 
I'd make my shit, dude. I'm, yeah, dude, shit, I'm five I, foot I six. Pants, I'm severely limited. I buy pants that are twenty dollars and I buy a shirt that's forty dollars. The makeup is where it is, but I make that. I'm, I'm, it's not. It's not studio, but it works. I'm five six. I'm severely limited in what I could accurately cosplay. Bullshit. Get the lifters. Put yourself in there and do it. You know, honestly, I mean, Freddie's short. You've always. You've also mentioned Loomis, I believe. Uh, uh, Robert Englund's about five ten, I believe. Yeah. He actually, yeah, he's pretty tall. Yeah, he's taller than you think. Is he? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, he he he. Yeah, he's about as tall as my dad. He's about. Yeah, he's Dad five should ten. do a new nightmare, what about, Freddie. What about uh, Leslie Vernon? He was. I thought he was a little shorter. He is. I'm a little too stocky for Leslie Vernon, though. I'm like you, John. He was a pretty mm. skinny. Yeah, yeah, he was a pretty lanky guy. Hmm. I know. I, that's the one thing that sucks about being a fat guy with cosplay. And I know they say, you know, you can cosplay if you want. But you know what? I know what I look good in. I know what I look shit at. I'll tell you what. <laughs> so I'm sticking with Leatherface and fucking versus Jason. I'll tell you what. A couple years ago at Steel City Con, I did see a very, very nice part six Jason I mean, the guy was like really, really heavy, but it was a very nicely done costume. Hood, everything. Yeah. Nice. I mean, dude, listen, I'll always appreciate the work and put into it. For me personally, like, I'm always going to just try to stick with characters around my build type. Yeah, you know what here. I mean? It just makes the most sense to me. Hence, Doc Ock. You know what I mean? He's always the chubbier guy. It's unlike like, unlike it, someone so. that we know that likes to try and cosplay as Anakin Skywalker and uh, Kylo Ren, and he doesn't have the body for it. Oh, shots fired. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> not oh. even saying anything. <laughs> just, just, you know something? Just go. Go. I am working on Project Burlap right now, which is my custom cosplay. Uh, like I said, overalls are done. Gloves are done. Working on a flannel right now. Uh, boots are finished. And then I just got to wait for the mask. I'm done with Jason cost costumes. Everyone does one. So I thought, why not reach into my old brain and see what I can pull out? And Bada bing, bada boom. We got something going. Uh, oh, yeah. It's going to be great. I'd say it's going to be done within the month. Well, within a month's time. And then uh, <laughs> I'll have pictures nice. up and maybe do some video. I don't know yet. You guys will have to see. Stay tuned. Yeah, to by you know what you should do a cosplay as daddy from people under the stairs. The ah. whole gimp gear. Ah, yes. <laughs> daddy! Uh, I haven't seen that movie since I've been a little kid. Burn in hell. <laughs> it's such a good movie. <laughs> were they they were anyway. cannibals in it, weren't they? I can't remember. No, uh, I think the kids, I, I think so the ones in the cellar were. Yes, the ones in the cellar were okay. cannibals. <laughs> But I don't think it was ever said that that they were. We reviewed no, it anyway. It was, I think it was just more implied. Yeah. So, guys, with that being said, thank you for joining us on another fun-filled episode of the Go or More podcast, your favorite shit show, your favorite podcast, horror review, anything else you guys want. Head on over to DoBackDiscussion.net, your source for pop culture and so much more. Look at all the other podcasts in our wonderful podcast network you can find us on spotify itunes google play guys thank yes. you for joining me always a pleasure my brother yes absolutely before we sign Every off time. yes i just want to wish everybody a merry christmas mm -hmm. a happy hanukkah <laughs>
Happy oh, Festivus. God. And fuck that made up Kwanzaa bullshit. It's not even a real holiday. Hey, hey, hey. They got so, malt liquor. They got malt liquor. If you say it, I, that's what I want. Is it, is it Merry Kwanzaa or is it Happy Kwanzaa? What the fuck is it happy, supposed to be? Happy Kwanzaa. It's, happy it's happy. a quasi Kwanzaa. Happy Again? You were so-